0: Hello, and welcome to the Pricing for the Planet podcast, the podcast that explores the intersection of business and sustainability, highlighting profitable and sustainable business models. Today, it's a special edition, as it's a combined episode with PPS, Professional Pricing Society. I'm your host, Fabian Cross, and I'm here to figure out with you how to make sustainability a competitive edge. Indeed, we believe that going green is not just about responsibility. It's about profitability too. Whether you are a business leader, an entrepreneur, or simply curious about how sustainability can be monetized, our podcast is here for you. Today, I'm so happy to host Kevin Mitchell, president of the Professional Pricing Society. Kevin, Thanks for
1: joining. Fabian, thank you so much for the opportunity to talk with you. Um, I've always been very interested in what you and your colleagues have been doing with pricing for the planet. Obviously, sustainability is a very, very important initiative. And we've had discussions, and a lot of people have also seen a lot of literature and a lot of information about the intersection between sustainability and pricing and revenue management and good business practices. So thanks for the opportunity to talk with you today. I do appreciate it.
0: And and, and thank you so much because you have been a very early sponsor of Pricing for the Planet.
1: (laughs) A very happy early sponsor as well. I think it's just so important that it's something that everyone will need to learn about, to do and to get educated on. So very happy to be a very early sponsor.
0: Thank you. So, Kevin, you you kind of know the podcast. So, first question, if listeners could take away just one key message from this podcast, why would it be?
1: I think one key message for our audience would be that sustainability, sustainable efforts are going to be important to your business. Depending on your industry and geography, you may feel that they are not very important now, and maybe they won't be tomorrow, but I promise you in the near future, in your industry and in your geography, sustainability and sustainable efforts will be very important for your company. So as business leaders, we have a couple things we can do. We can prepare for this and make sustainable efforts a strategic initiative, a competitive advantage, Or you can be pulled by your marketplace, your industry and your customers and kind of hope for the best there. And also, I think another important takeaway is that those of us who do RTM, who recruit, train and motivate our employees will find that your employees, your prospective employees will be more and more attracted to companies who makes sustainability one of their one of their business initiatives. So it's just very important in a few different ways there. So if I had one takeaway, it would be that sustainability very important and it will be very important for you even if it's not so right now. Perfect good ones.
0: <laughs> so Kevin, you know I'm I'm super impressed by by PPS you what you have achieved, your accomplishment in the pricing world with are, are you know impressive and not worth it. Could you discuss this while introducing yourself?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And for me, as president of Professional Pricing Society, I'm very lucky because we have a great team that participates on doing just things for, by, and about pricing professionals, revenue management professionals, professionals sales enablement professionals across the globe. And I owe so much to my team for their partnership and their hard work over the years. But there are a few things about Professional Pricing Society, about PPS, that a lot of people may not know. And one of them, I think, Fabian, is none of us are really born to be pricing people, but I have come pretty close. Because for me, PPS is a family business. It was started by my father, who was a pricing practitioner 50 years ago. And I kind of grew up around pricing. Uh, I have stories about printing early versions of the Pricing Advisor newsletter and editing them and mailing them out when I was a schoolboy. It would have been my job after school or in summers when school was out. And over the 40 plus years that PPS is doing publications, I can tell you stories about carrying the newsletter uphill both ways to mail it out and things like that. Uh, I've always kind of joked about that, but that is true. I mean, we started as a newsletter, and Fabian, Sinsen. we've expanded to doing a lot of online training, uh, believe it or not, in October of 2001, after people in many parts of the world stopped traveling after September of 2001. We did online training more than 20 years ago on pricing. Now we have over 50 online pricing courses, We've done pricing continents, uh, pricing conferences. Excuse me, on four continents, we are very, very proud to have large uh, pricing conferences in Europe every year. In North America, usually we have two every year, and we also have done conferences in Asia Pacific and in South America as well. Uh, other things about PPS, we have a couple thousand people. We are over two thousand people who have earned the Certified Pricing Professional designation through testing and through workshops and online training, and several thousand more who have earned credits towards their certifications with us. And basically, we're just proud to be the world's meeting place. We do conferences, workshops, online training, social media, networking events, publications, webinars, podcasts like this, blogs, and lots, lots more for people who do revenue management and for people who are interested in pricing strategies and tactics. Basically our organization is a place where you go to learn more, to do your job better and to perform better for your own career and also for your company as well. But uh, all thanks really are to my team as we built up PPS over the decades here in order to become the organization that we are. Perfect.
0: So, so, per, so I think it, it makes total sense for the next question, because based on your huge experience around pricing, do you see any emerging strategies, tactics for monetizing and setting prices for sustainability?
1: Yes, there are a couple uh, emerging trends. Previously, it seems to me at least that a lot of the initial strategies around sustainable efforts perhaps have had a little bit too much of a cost plus pricing influence so far. Uh, For example, Fabian, if our greener product costs, let's say, 10% more to make, then I've seen a lot of people just making the assumption that they will charge 10%, give or take, more for it, and good things will happen there, and we will see what happens there. Uh, unfortunately, as pricing professionals, you and I know that in a lot of cases, your costs are your problem and not necessarily your customer's problem. Your customer might primarily be interested in the value that you provide to them, what problems for them you can solve, how you can help speed their processes and make them more efficient, or the value that you get from the, the value that they get from their products and services. So one trend that I believe is emerging is that we're seeing more of a value based pricing thought or an outcome based pricing strategy as we are expanding on our sustainable efforts. So really, it will be more kind of an outside in approach. My new green product, my more efficient product, my reusable products, my sustainable products what value will my marketplace put on those? And that will lead to some of the strategies around setting prices for sustainable offerings, for sustainable products and services. And really the trend is that newer products basically will allow companies to create new product initiatives. They will also let customers kind of segment themselves so if you have an older, let's say a classic product or a new, more efficient, more sustainable product, in some cases that's a great fence where your customers can pick one or the other and you can use that data to build future offerings as well. So a few trends, um, hopefully we are seeing emerging more of an outcome-based, more of a value-based pricing trend. And also hopefully we are using segmentation or letting our customers self-segment and getting data to help us improve our business offerings there as well, to see what our marketplace desires. So it's going to be a very interesting time. Obviously, these efforts are rather new for a lot of companies, so things are changing very quickly. But those are a couple of things that I see emerging.
0: Perfect. And actually, we we did a, a study together in, in June and July 2023 uh we, we we created a survey so a PPS and a pricing for the planet survey across hundred and seventy professionals across various region and industries. And the idea was to understand their engagement and proficiency in monetizing sustainability initiatives. And you know the results are kind of r- strange because when we ask if customers are willing to pay more for sustainable products, the feedback was really mixed. So we had forty-nine percent, so almost half, confirm this willingness to pay, like additional, uh, like additional money. Twenty-four respond- percent responded negatively, and twenty-seven percent were uncertain. And for me, it's actually concerning to see such a high percentage of negative and unsure responses.
1: Yeah, I thought that that was interesting. And thank you also for the opportunity to participate in that survey as well. Uh, A couple things that are interesting about that, with the wide variety of answers there, really, I think we're kind of getting a true look at what companies are going through when they consider this right now. For a lot of people, this is very new. And so uncertainty, might be them actually telling us the truth and what they're hearing. So it is concerning. And I thought it was a little bit unusual to see the high number of responses that were more mixed or even outwardly negative to begin with. But I do believe that this was a truthful response from the marketplace. And also it's a case where On the other hand, if everyone have said, oh, yes, all of my customers are willing to pay a lot more for sustainable efforts right now, we probably would have had to have taken that with a grain of salt, to use the idiom there, because we know we might not be there yet across the entire globe, across a lot of different industries. So I do think that although the results were surprising with the depth and breadth of this survey, I think that it was also accurate and there are some things that we can learn about it. Um, Since these are newer initiatives, since we're still working on getting down the learning curve here, and since we're still elevating our thoughts about it and learning new experiences here, really this is kind of like a, uh, a toddler's first few steps, where things are a little bit uncertain, they may be going a little bit in one direction correctly, and then might go a little bit off to the side there. We really do have to take this into account. We also have to remember that outside in thinking is very important, which is why I'm glad to see the survey was done instead of people kind of going with a a gut reaction, as we would say, but also it does tell us some things. It tells us that right now for our sustainable efforts, we really have to take a close look at our marketplace and determine those segments, those products, those groups, those geographies, those business units, and so on and so forth, where they may be perceived as more valuable than others so everything is not a completely easy thing to do right now this is going to be work it will increase over time but there is a lot of uncertainty now and i do think that although it was a little bit surprising i think it is a truthful response from the people that we surveyed no
0: for sure and and i think that's where we see the importance of pricing because like the mainstream idea it's oh if it's sustainable it's more expensive but that's not that easy, and I think the practice of you know having a great you know monetizing and pricing team that's super important, and it will be even more important.
1: Definitely, yeah, that is going to be more important because in a lot of ways, these are sustainable efforts they're kind of like uh, a new geography or a new product or a new initiative. A new business unit. It's really something that has not done it, we don't have decades of experience doing it in most industries. And so as pricing managers, as revenue management professionals, we do have to think of this as something new where we do want to survey, see what the marketplace is doing. We do want to think more outside in where we can instead of inside out, which is a lot easier, but Uh, but outside-in requires work, but usually you get some insights, as we did with our survey, where you can learn some things. So there are a lot of things going on here, and it's a very, very interesting part of the business world as it is growing. And it really is a case where beauty is in the eye of the beholder as we see it. And although we do know that these products will become more to the business forefront in time, In some cases, for your entire customer base, they may not be there. And as you mentioned, Fabian, sometimes just hearing that it's a sustainable product, a green product, we think that the price is going to be a lot, a lot higher, and in some cases it is. So we also have to work at overcoming that immediate negative connotation around what we think the price is going to be and when we can focus, of course, on the value that we're going to deliver to our marketplace and to our customers. 100%. And then
0: we had an interesting question because we asked, okay, you, you figured out, you know, the customer's willingness to pay, but how did you get this number? Like, how did you get this impression? And the the, the, the numbers are, are very funny because 21% of them turned to external market studies. Okay, no fair. Then 37% Trusted their intuition, so not sure that's super okay, but interesting. Twenty-nine <laughs> percent referred to internal market studies, which is very you know close to what you were saying, you know, about inside out, and and fourteen and thirteen percent used other methods. So it's crazy when you think about it. Like thirty-seven percent relied on their gut feeling. It's yeah, that bit, is... that's scary. Yeah.
1: That's a lot of people. I mean, that's essentially two out of five people who are saying, oh, I can figure this out. I know what all of my customers are thinking all the time. I know how the marketplace is going to react. I know what everyone's next steps should be. So, yes, that is very surprising. And Fabian, I believe this is a case where with a lot of us now, we don't know what we don't know. And we're making a lot of assumptions without fully studying and understanding our customers and doing the homework, so to speak, about our offerings, about our marketplace and about what people value, actually. So you do definitely have to be careful when using your gut instinct, because, of course, that is something that is internal to you. It may not take into account what the customers feel, what they believe, what they are acting on, which, of course, is what really matters we can internally think that our products will be great and everyone will use them, will adopt them, will pay more or less depending on the product for them and so on and so forth. But until it hits a marketplace, until we have that data, until we study it, until we figure some things out, really we're taking a chance. Uh, Until we use A-B testing to make sure, until we get a real feel for things, it may be possible that your intuition your gut instinct as we would say is correct but in a lot of cases you can cause a lot of extra work and you can lead to a lot of suboptimal results for your organization if you're not fully correct there so it may be a case where although it requires extra time money effort and so on and so forth to check with others to do market research to get customer panels to figure out what the marketplace is going to do, to see how the market is actually reacting, that takes time, effort, money, and a lot of extra work. But I do believe that if done properly, results will be better than trusting someone's gut instinct.
0: For sure. And you know what's funny with Stefan, we 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 always have this question like, where do we start about sustainability? I want to be sustainable. Where should I start? And our first response is like, well, do you know already, you know, how much your clients are willing to pay for a sustainable product? And they, I would say 90% of the time they are, they they are, they are saying, no, we don't know. We have no clue. And we're like, well, start here. And then it's natural. If they are ready to pay more, you will develop, you know, a more sustainable product and you will price it and you will create this sustainable change. So, but yeah, it's like, start with your client and ask
1: absolutely and stefan leozio i know he makes that a part of all of his literature and the books that he's written and he's a big proponent as am i of the tom nagel uh, thoughts around economic value to the customer evc or uce or eve economic value estimation where in a lot of business to business operations really the determination might not be again what you think your product is going to do but how your customer uses it how it saves he or she or they money or time or makes things better for them down the road how they're able to capitalize on the value that your product provides you know it's not about your features to the marketplace it's about the benefits that the marketplace gets from your products And in some cases, if you can put an economic value on them, then that's a great first start. Again, learning the willingness to pay. Um, Also, a lot of other first steps around that, just to learn everything that you can about what's going on in the marketplace regarding sustainable efforts. Obviously, you and your group at Pricing for the Planet have a lot of great literature and a lot of great information there as well. But really, it's about finding out what matters to your customer and sometimes when you do that work you get some surprises like the surprises that we had in our survey as well so other good ideas uh, product councils find champions internally and externally who can advise you and who can help your cause Uh, other next steps similar to other initiatives if you're able with a smaller geography or business unit to get a quick win and then multiply those expected results across your product line. That's how you can get some good senior level, C-level interest in what you're doing. Basically, we did this in this small group and had some great wins. Think if we did this across our entire marketplace, what that might be. So a lot of first steps there, but yes, it really does start with the customer and what they see as a good benefit. What they see as something that's willing to pay more or less for, and really thinking about it from their terms instead of internally your terms.
0: Absolutely. And and one insight, an additional insight we got from this analysis, from this survey that we we asked those professionals to, you know, estimate their company's capability to monetize sustainability initiatives. And only it was less than 40% of those people said, yes, my company is capable or very capable of monetizing sustainability initiatives. So, you know, based on your experience, you know, what advice would you offer to pricing professionals to enhance their confidence around sustainability?
1: That's a tough question. And again, this was a surprising result to that survey question, but also think it is an honest result. If most people say, that they are not really that capable yet. I believe that they are certainly telling the truth, and I believe that education will be key here, as in a a lot of ways. Also, A-B tests with trial runs, thinking about this from your customer standpoint. um, Also, in pricing and revenue management, we have to use a lot of game theory. If we do A, B, and C, The marketplace might do D, E and F. Our customers will then do X, Y, Z and so on and so forth. So really, it's a case where it might not be easy to increase the capability very quickly or very easily. It may be a case where you have to win some and lose some and learn from both situations. And it might be a case where you have to go down the learning curve, so to speak, and figure out what works for your company what does not work for your customer base and take small wins when you find them and see if you can replicate them and expand on them to make them even bigger wins. But really it's a case where we all need to increase our business acumen and think about sustainable efforts as a brand new undiscovered country. This is something that we don't have decades upon decades of experience with as we do most other forms of business that we're doing now. So it really is going to take some new initiative thinking It is not going to be a case where you are going to win and do the correct thing 100% of the time, all the time. There may and probably will be some missteps on the way, but as long as you can learn from those missteps correct edit and make adjustments where necessary figure out what's going right what's not going right and make the necessary changes there i do think that we can increase our capabilities there
0: absolutely and education yeah, is is a key definitely because it seems that the core issue lies in the lack of you know skill set and expertise so kevin to to conclude this podcast what recommendation would would you give to Pricing professional, entrepreneurs, you know, business people looking to improve in this space?
1: We're almost over already. We were just getting started. Uh, Just kidding, Fabian. But uh, thank you so much for the question there. I think as we get started, it is initially probably a positive thing, and it's a great first step to admit hey, this is new. This is new to me as an individual. This is new to my department. This is new to us as a company. We do not know everything here, but we want to learn more. We acknowledge that this is the way that a lot of business will be heading, and it will be heading that way a lot sooner than a lot of us may think. So it is a requirement, and it's a requirement where, again, we don't have A lot of history and a lot of situations and a lot of industries and a lot of geographies. We don't have that background information. So it's something new. This is going to require some cross-departmental efforts. Good pricing managers, good revenue managers should be as cross-departmental as they can be anyway. I mean, that's part of our job. That's part of being the art and the science of pricing management is you have to be a salesperson, you have to be a marketer, you have to have a finance mind, you have to have an analytical mind, you have to have qualitative skills, quantitative skills, so-called soft skills, so-called hard skills, and so on and so forth. The good news is the things that make pricing professionals good at their jobs also offer us a pathway To learning about new products and new initiatives like sustainable efforts like greener products like reusable products and so on and so forth there. So the skill set may be there in the back of our head somewhere, but, but because this is new, we have to take that thinking and apply it to a brand new part of the business world, so it is a challenge it's a required challenge depending on your industry and your geography. Again, it may come sooner, it may come later, it may already be here, it may have already been passed, and you may already be expert in it. But it will come for everyone. And it is something where the initial first steps do not be dissuaded by small missteps, small miscalculations. Editing will be necessary, correcting may be necessary, adjustments will be necessary, and so on and so forth. But I would encourage everyone to admit this is new, to ask for help to look to recruit train and motivate people that can help you on those paths to learn everything that you can to take in all the information from experts such as mr fabian crow uh, and others connected to pricing for the planet and elsewhere but really it's an exciting new initiative and i wish everyone the best of the, the best of luck as you go down this journey because there's a lot to learn but it's very, very important. So it's something that I certainly do believe is going to be well worth the investment that it takes in order to increase your acumen and your expertise there.
0: Thank you, Kevin. And and, and thank you all so much for joining us today on this combined episode between Pricing for the Planet podcast and PPS. We hope you found it insightful and inspiring. If you want to stay connected with us, learn more and continue this sustainability journey and discussions, please subscribe to our B we- Weekly Digest on www.pricingfortheplanet.com. If you want to hear more about PPS, you can visit the website www.pricingsociety.com. And I strongly suggest they have a lot of content, so go there, explore, there is so much to learn. We also need your help by leaving a comment and rating this podcast. I hope it will be a five stars, but I hope. (laughs) If you are doing that, you are not just giving us feedback. You are also helping us boost the visibility of those critical discussions. So every comment, every like, every share help us reach more people and spread the word about our mission. And finally if you have been moved by what we but what you have heard today we encourage you to share this podcast with your friends your family your colleagues and anyone else who might be interested thank you for your time your interest and your commitment to sustainability be well